shop on eBay this holiday season to get more for your dough on stand mixers mm. or get more for your buck on this season's hottest tech and gaming gear. And on eBay, you can even get more <gasps> bling for less cha-ching on jewelry. You can get more because you save more on premium brands with eBay's exclusive deals. Get more when you get it on eBay. You're listening to the Biohazard Declassified Podcast. All right, cool. We're here. We're live. We're doing this. We are here today with Cheney Crab of the band Entheos and also the voice actress who voiced Jill Valentine in Dead by Daylight. Cheney, say hi. Hey. Hey, everyone. I'm happy to be hanging out. And it's really weird to hear my name attached to something that is outside of the metal realm. So that right. was cool. And, and that's, that's what's like absolutely insane to me um, is... So, so correct me if I'm wrong, but everyone who uh, did the voices for these characters were metal vocalists. No, you're right. You're totally right. Which everyone, everyone's a really good metal vocalist. Right, that. right. And like there were, I knew two of you, obviously you and Riley, um, who we'll be interviewing soon as well. Um, and then I didn't know Danielle or. What's the Gerard. Gerard? Okay, cool. I didn't know either of them, but I obviously Sebastian, Sebastian the guy who uh, runs the Monster Factory, which I'm sure we'll get into. Yeah, which mm -hmm. is how I got hired. Uh, he actually voiced the nemesis in the game as well. So I, it was I saw really that, and that's really cool. Like, so my thought process on this was going to be um, they're just going to rip the voices from the games. Obviously, all of these characters are just like you know freshly in. Uh, I don't know how connected you are to the video game world but like they just remade some of the old school uh games um, yeah i didn't know so like it was a huge thing so they just ripped the models from from these remakes um and i thought they would do the same so i think it's really cool that they were able to introduce uh new voices to the characters um and and it's so unique that it's, you know, all metal vocalists. I think that's awesome. Growing up on metal myself, I like 100% totally like my two worlds just collided. And I was like, I, I'm free. <laughs> I know. Out. I totally, I totally, that's the cool thing is that I feel like there's such a, a connection between metal and the gaming world. Uh, so it's cool to see those two things kind of intertwine. And it makes sense. I mean, who better to, to do all of these like crazy uh, guttural voices than metal vocalists. Right, right. It makes sense to me. And, and when Sebastian uh, approached me to do this, I was like, oh yeah, duh, of course. Of course metal right. vocalists should be doing this. It, I mean, you have to think that people who are uh, coming from like a voice acting world where they're, you know, they might not know about how to they might not know how to make a lot of the voices that we make in the metal world and maintain that over, you know, a many hour period that it takes to, to track track vocals for a game, you know? So it, it makes sense that people who have been doing this for a long time, uh, start to get introduced into the world. And 
I mean, metalheads are fucking gamers, right? Right. So, right. So, so if, it, if it's okay, if it's okay, if, if I may ask you, let's like let's kind of start from the beginning. How did this all kind of fall into place for you? With the whole uh, being a voice, you know, or being a uh, you know a vocalist, going into voice acting, finding Resident Evil, or you know the, the, this gentleman, and I believe he runs a program that helps vocalists find voice acting work. How, how, how did this all fall into place for you? Okay, so Sebastian, who I'm talking about, Crow 2, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. Um, he's French, so I'm, okay. not, I'm not very good at pronouncing that stuff. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, he, for years, has been working on... He, he got into voice acting, from what I understand, like 15 or 20 years ago, uh, doing voices for monsters. So he... And he's a metal vocalist. So over time, he was like you know, it would make sense for me to get more metal vocalists into this world. So he he started this thing called the Monster Factory, and his goal is to find metal vocalists around the world. And he's going he's going to be announcing a lot of stuff to do with that later this year. Um, so he wants to find metal vocalists around the world who can provide voices for games, essentially. And he, you know, I he boarded us the audition for this game and we auditioned and we got parts in it. And so it was, it was something that I think he approached me in, in March and I, record, I, I did my parts very shortly after we didn't expect to get work so quickly. And so it was a very quick process. I didn't even really have time to like think about, oh, I'm getting, I'm doing this voice acting thing. Like it didn't even really occur to me. Right, right, right. But what was going on until after I, I did the, the tracking. So it, you know, it was a very quick thing. It wasn't anything that I necessarily ever envisioned myself doing. Like I said, I'm not really a gamer unless someone who plays The Sims or <laughs> played The Sims a lot and has like beat Grand Theft Auto Four. If that's a gamer, then I'm a gamer. <laughs> you know what? I I would I would say yeah, you are. I would um, I would I would I, I think I think All right. there's uh there's this weird stigma with like video games where uh a lot of fans feel that like oh if you just play The Sims or if you just play Animal Crossing or whatever blah 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 you're not a real gamer and I'm like well what constitutes a real gamer. You know, know because because you're not playing like the AAA PlayStation title, or like you don't have a a two thousand dollar you know gaming computer. Right, I'm not waiting in line for the next release of whatever right, game right. But, but, is coming out. You were familiar with Resident Evil, though. Oh, of course. I mean, who isn't familiar with Resident it Evil? Was I such a, it's <laughs> such a it's such a cultural like. I it's mean, a, impacted thing, I say it all will. the time, and and Jesse doesn't like me when I say, or doesn't like it when I say this. I always call it a multimedia horror franchise because it is. It's oh, got movies, it's got games, it's got books, it's got comics. If you if you've heard Resident Evil, the first thing you're going to think of is a zombie. Now, when you were doing this, did you think you were going to get a monster voice? Like you were going to do monster voices? Yeah, when I found out the the role that I was playing, I I was like, oh. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I thought that I was just going like a background Whoa. zombie. We, we, right. We obviously, know what we were auditioning for at all. So it was like you know when he told he brought all four of us into a Zoom call, Sebastian, and and told okay. us what we were, what our roles were going to be, and we were just like all flabbergasted. I mean, there are 
the two dudes, uh, Gerard and Riley, are huge gamers. So yeah. to them, they're like, oh. <laughs> they're freaking yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Chris Redfield <laughs> and, and Leon Kennedy, respectively. Yeah, exactly. I would, if if I ever had the opportunity to voice any of those characters, I would. That's awesome. I would. Oh my god! Like, I think I would be I mean, actually and, in and, tears. And Sebastian, I was the my part got announced first, and I was like, oh, oh cool. Okay. I'd, I don't know who Jill Valentine is. I'd never. You know, you're, you're like, oh. I, but Riley was like, oh, fuck. What? Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 now, so now, did you know, like, that you were going to be voicing Jill Valentine going into this? Or were they just like, hey, we've got this project coming up for Dead by Daylight. Um, we need you to, like, you know, and, and it, like, Again, you're a metal vocalist. Like, did you expect? Because it was—it's definitely more like shrieks and like screams of terror, and not, you know. Sure, but you felt like, like you're, you're in your element. But it's—it's it's a similar thing. But like, did you know that this was the character that you were doing this for, or were they just like, we need these sounds done? Um, and then they were like, oh, by the way, you're Jill Valentine. No, we we knew our characters going in okay. to, to the thing. And, you know, it made sense because I personally did a lot of uh, research on my character. I wanted to know what what I was getting, my, what I was going into. So, right. yeah, yeah, we knew going into it. And I I felt comfortable. I mean, we were well practiced before. Sebastian, a part of what he's doing as well is teaching metal vocalists how to be uh -huh. voiced. Oh, interesting okay. so what you're saying oh. is is i should reach out to him <laughs> <laughs> it was a really awesome experience as well because the four of us um got to or the, i guess it was the five of us really we we were in these you know acting classes so to speak together and it was yeah. a, a real bonding experience with people who i already knew riley riley and i have known each other for years i filled in for his band for a couple of shows oh. you know we knew each other but meeting the other two vocalists was really awesome and now i have friendships that i can take into like know. in like two business worlds you know you got your 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 voice acting and now your vocalist that's kind of that's kind of cool that's yeah. really cool it's really cool so it was a it's been a cool experience being jill valentine but it's also been a really cool experience seeing other people who i now care about right actors in this in this franchise that's, as well. all, that's awesome like that that's really amazing that's like really cool like so when 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 he, when he asked was he teaching you these things when you to, to voice act when you got told that you were getting the part like, um he, uh, he taught ahead. us you know how to make certain noises and uh you know, this is what they expect when they ask this. And really just, he was just prepping us to go in and be professionals on our first job because I can't say that I like felt, uh, I don't know how to explain this, but I didn't like realize what the part, what Jill this, Valentine means to a lot uh, of people. This is so, yeah. So, so for context, so, Jill Valentine mm -hmm. is... I think highly regarded as like the top number, like number one favorite Resident Evil character. I think you ask you ask anyone <laughs> who their favorite Resident Evil character is, and I think like the unanimous decision is Jill Valentine. Um, right? She's just she she hits all the boxes. Right. Like 
she's a badass. She's like consistently had like, you know, and I know this isn't necessarily a thing like that would matter today, but like she absolutely had sex appeal growing up. Like it was just like all of these things. <laughs> yeah, like she was like she, she was, was she was she was the one. She was survival horror Lara Croft. And right. absolutely. Absolutely, which is what I found out as I was studying yeah. this character. So yeah. but even more so, like I didn't realize how many people I know who knew what this meant, you know, until I put it on my Facebook and a bunch of people were like, holy shit, what? I just didn't realize that everyone I knew knows who Jill Valentine is. And, you know, it just, it's kind of like when you're listening to a song at your house and you think that this band is like super underground and you're just jamming out <laughs> and you the show and, and this band draws like 5,000 people. Yeah. And you know, it's, it was just a really crazy and surreal experience. So I didn't really know I, I I'm still finding out like what this, how big she can be like, how big yeah, no, this is like exactly. she is she is absolutely one of them and and honestly all four of them they're they're like the four most recognizable resonating yeah you like if you you got you got like cream of the crop when it comes to characters hundred percent like you 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 got one of the coolest characters that ever existed that overcome the most badass things now. Did you did you have a you did you have an idea of Jill Valentine when you were voice acting her? Do you know like did did you know who she was at, at all bare by get bare minimum? Yeah, yeah. So when I right after I found the part, which or right after I found out I had the part, I was I went and studied. Like yeah, I you're like Google. <laughs> all right, let me go to Google. Every video that I could, I found out everyone who's ever played Jill Valentine. I, I did my research so that I could go into the session and like know my shit. Because the, the last thing that I wanted to do is show up to a fucking Resident Evil gig. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And what's, what's, what's like, and what blows my mind is like you now, you are in a like a, a list of like incredible voice actresses that have played yep. this character. You look at someone like Nicole Tompkins or like Patricia Jolly, who did the voices for these characters and are honestly, I think, the more recognizable voice actresses. Absolutely. They're uh, legend. Yeah. Legendary voice actresses. Um, and you're, you're, you're in that list now. And while it may not be like you voiced Jill Valentine in a mainline Resident Evil game, like it still counts. It's still putting, you know, your voice in that in like an official well, I would argue that Dead by Daylight is um one of the biggest mediums for survival horror genre and, and as a exactly, whole. Exactly because I think that people who play Dead by Daylight, well like yeah you can say most people probably who play it know what Resident Evil is, but like you're also kind of introducing these people yes. to, to potentially like a new franchise. Um, right. and so that kind of makes me curious now like Doing this research and, you know, voicing this character and like becoming part of this just like legacy, as as I would say, honestly, um, would this be something that you would now go, hmm, maybe I should check this out for myself? Like, would you maybe find yourself picking up a Resident Evil game and going, let me see oh, what absolutely. this is all about? Do I? Because like I've always been under the impression like like correct me if I'm wrong, like we're into metal. We're into things that are like very gory. You know, you, you mentioned the Acacia strain before you mentioned Lamb of God, like those, you know, horror and metal kind of go hand in hand. Uh, it almost oh, yeah. feels like this may be something that's up your alley. 
So oh, absolutely. Just, I mean, I've seen the Resident Evil movies. I I uh, love horror movies as right. well. I just and I would. I'm definitely for, for context. They are not alike. <laughs> so there, you you will not have superpowers. You will not be. Uh, you know, there is no Alice. Um, right. So I've heard that through friends, and I mean, yeah, totally. Now I'm far more likely to pick up that stuff. And honestly, I feel like the involvement of metal vocalists in the the gaming world, the survival survival horror world, will lead some people like me who may not have like played games at all in the past. They're like, oh, a vocalist that I like is a voice on this game, I'm going to go and grab that and see what it's all about. 100%. So, yeah, I mean, totally, totally. I, I could see myself playing the games. I think, I think you should. Um, so when it comes to like your actual voice acting and when you did the voice acting, what, what was some of your favorite parts when you were actually doing the, 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 the auditions, if you will? Huh? Or like, part, or like, like maybe some lines. Or is there more, more? I guess more specific. Like maybe, maybe a little more broad. Was there anything that kind of sticks out that you were there like, you go. Uh, you know, anything memorable or? I loved doing it all. I mean, if you're talking about the actual acting, I loved doing it all. It was really, really fun to like, you know, make crazy choking and. D- dying. Pretend to be someone in a in a scary movie you know just the it fulfilled like the scream queen aspect of all of that Uh, so it was really cool and honestly there were parts of it that helped me find new uh ways to use my voice because that's something that i'm always on the hunt for as a vocalist like i'm constantly trying to learn and practice and expand my voice and make new noises and you know just access different parts of what I do. So in making like a lot of the weird choking noises and the dying screaming, like there were notes that I had to hold out uh, in those screams that I wouldn't necessarily work with in my day-to-day screaming that I think like, it's a little more, it's a little more clear and less gritty of a scream. Oh, well, yeah, I would, I would assume you're not about to, you know, you're not, you're not, looking to to do a metal scream for that but or or whatever yeah. the like context of it would be exactly Dude. so there were there were just like parts of nasal passage that i would find opening while i was rec- uh, uh, huh. like okay this is cool i'm going to take this with me so i think that <laughs> honestly as i move forward in this world it's going to be so cool to find you know, new things in my my metal vocalist life that I can uh, integrate into voice acting, and new things in my voice acting life that Which I can, you integrate. can integrate. Interesting. So it's it, it almost it's it's teaching you techniques that like you may not have even understood. History shows America rises to every challenge it faces. Every challenge makes us stronger. We're Americans. We find a way. At Kaufman Funeral Home, we give thanks to God for living in the greatest nation on earth. Take comfort in knowing when you need us, we'll be here for you. We'll put your family's needs first. Kaufman Funeral Home and Crematory. Frontier Drive in Stanton. Online at KaufmanFuneralHome.net.
For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided exceptional care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to give children and healthcare heroes a reason to believe this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org slash holiday. Absolutely, because there, there are so many techniques in making those noises that metal vocalists just don't make. Like you don't uh, try to choke yourself out while you're doing metal right. vocals. That works against what you want to do. But there's got to be some tool within that, that noise that you can take into your normal day-to-day routine. Did you, that, that kind of gives brings me to the ne- my next question. Did you do any like actions in like the voice acting room where you were like, had to pretend that you were like getting choked or, you know, getting hooked on to uh, something? Um, how, how did you go about getting those uh, uh, visceral sounds out? Like, I know uh, a lot of the voice acting classes I did, they like um, have you like pull on your neck or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's the, the gagging yourself type <laughs> You know, you, I like to, I'm the type of person, like, I like to feel like I'm in the situation. Otherwise it doesn't feel quite as real to, to make those noises, you know? So there were parts like if you're, if you're running, you're, you know, if you're breathing, like you're running, you kind of want to be running and, you know, you Mm. want moving your arms. Yeah. You want to feel like the, what would, what would my repetitious breathing sound like if I was running down the street, how can I do that while I'm standing in place and also trying to not make noises with the rest of my body type, you know, it's yeah, a, yeah. you, you do have to like transport yourself kind of into those situations in order to make sounds that actually sound real. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Because voice acting isn't just doing this. Like, like it's, you're almost acting out the scene in yeah. the moment. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, acting. it's still acting, even though it's My, just in front of a microphone, but it's acting. Right. You have to be more aware of everything outside of like the talking part, because you can't like, while you're in the studio, you literally cannot make noise with anything except for your mouth, but right. you have to be acting at the same time. So you have to get creative, you know, yeah, that's you, hard, huh? <laughs> And I think, and I, and I think that's that's really good advice for anyone uh, who's watching right now um, or in the future who is like looking to be an aspiring voice actor. Um, you know, I know Matt here has uh, dipped his toes into it a little bit um, just in terms of like he's been, you know, seeing a voice acting coach and, and he kind of wants to uh, introduce himself into that world a little bit. Um, and also just myself as well doing like, like my extent of voice acting has literally just been like for like my friends, D and D campaigns. So like, if they need anything, like, you know, if we're doing a zombie campaign, like, and they need me to record like a voicemail, like, but but you got to get into it. Like you have to understand, like, this is what it would be like, what am I doing in that moment? You know? Um, which I think that's, that's really good that you, you said all of that. Um, and, and it's, it's good advice. Um, with that being said, um, this was, correct me if I'm wrong, this is, so this is your first, like, official voice acting gig. This is my first voice acting gig, period. You, you may be, you may hold an award for, like, being the only person to, in their first voice acting gig, be able to voice a character like Jill Valentine. I think. That is actually <laughs> I think that's, like, point. absolutely, like, 
an incredible thing. Like, you should totally be, like, super stoked about that. I hope. I'm, I'm incredibly stoked about it. And, you know, I, I think that my lack of gaming knowledge actually helped with the calming of my nerves in going into this situation. Oh, because uh, yeah. If I, if I was really aware of what, of who Jill Valentine is, of what this game is, what it means to this world, then I think I would have been like, my anxiety would have oh, been skyrocketed. 100%. But because I went into it kind of naive, I, I think that I was able to like pull it all together, get it together and really perform. So, you know, I told Sebastian this and he was like, well, yeah, maybe, maybe that's the case, but you I can't remember what he said, but you know, to me, I think that that actually did help. I think that it, it actually did make me a lot less anxious that I, that I had no idea what I was getting myself into, that I didn't know that this was such a huge deal for someone just walking into this world, you know, all I of this. Pretty cool. Yeah. It's really, it's really so cool. And I'm, I just can't believe it. So like when you, uh, which, which one do you find harder to do? I mean, obviously you've been doing voice metal vocalist stuff for a while now. Um, mm -hmm. Did you find anything like harder that voice acting was, but versus like your, you know, uh, your vocalist work, anything like that? Uh, I mean, the only thing that is a little bit harder about voice acting at this point is that I'm just not the, like I said, it's not a bunch of sounds that I'm used to making. I mean, I've been doing vocals for 20 years. So mm. oh, wow. asking me to do some different things with my voice, it's just, it's just me integrating new sounds that I'll get better mm. at over time. And all of the things I was talking about learning to expand my voice, it's like, that's stuff that I'm going to be doing all the time now. Like I practice making these sounds now. So it was just a new thing. It's, it's just like any new thing. When you get into it, you do the best job that you can and you get better at it over time. I mean, they say there's that 10,000 hours rule. You're never a, a true professional yeah. or a master of what you do until you've done it for 10,000 hours. So, I mean, I'm so far away from that that I can only imagine I have room, you know, in 10 years, I'm probably going to listen to this game and just like oh my God. <laughs> so so have you have you actually played the game at all like since since this has all kind of happened have you have you heard your own work basically <laughs> i've only heard my own work because of people sending me ah. gifs of it all the we're time, gonna but... we're gonna have to get you like in this one day and do like a, a fun little like dead by daylight stream where we play with oh that you. would be so fun um I don't know. It's what's cool is like it's it's like what I guess you would understand it. It's called like cross platform. So basically they you like it doesn't matter what system you have. You can play the game together. So like if you play if you're on PC, Xbox, PlayStation, whatever. They made it so that like you just play. Everyone can play together. Holy shit, when did that happen? Uh, did they release it with that? Or was that... Yeah, no, it happened just recently. Recently? Oh, oh okay. So yeah. you're talking yeah. just for this game. Yes, 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 yes. I thought you were talking no, about... No, 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 no. <laughs> Although there are a lot more games now that are introducing that concept. So, like... I mean, why wouldn't you? Right. right? It's right. it's. I get I get it to an extent on, like... 
you know, they're separate and trying to come up with deals. It's like a frustrating thing. I think a lot of it are the more third party companies that are doing it. So like uh, there are games that are specific to Sony that like PlayStation won't ever, you know, do cross play with Xbox or, you know, PC, uh, vice versa. Um, so but to, uh, to, to, to bring it back a little bit, uh, I wanted to ask you, is it weird hearing your own voice when people send you stuff? Like, yeah, is it I'm, like, I'm so used to it. I, I got over hearing my own voice and, and the, the weird, like cringiness that comes with hearing your recorded voice. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I still deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> 10 years later, like, <laughs> uh, I just, I don't know. I'm so used to hearing my voice at this point that it's like, yeah, it, it exists. It, I know what my voice sounds like. Right. And it's recorded now. So I'm used to that voice and my head voice. And yeah, it doesn't really bother me. Is it weird seeing it in a different setting that you're used to? Or it's like you're used to it being on a track uh, in a song with a melody. But now it's being you being torn to shreds and, you know, getting hurt and killed and murdered and stuff like that. Is it, is it just like a weird transition to see that? Of course. It's so yeah. weird <laughs> to see your voice like professionally coming out of uh, an animated thing. It's right. so weird. It's so weird. It's so cool though. It's like, uh, it's bizarre. It's, uh, it's just, I, I kind of just want to pick your brain a little bit. Um, <laughs> when you were in their voice, when you were actually doing the voice acting part, um, did, were the, did you see the other voice actors and how they acted? And like, did it just kind of like in, did it show you how you should all like, I know you well, did coaching. Well, so, so to my understanding and sorry to cut you off, Matt, you guys recorded in but, separate studios, right? Oh yeah. We had nothing. Oh, to oh I see. Okay. Yeah. So we all went on different days. I think Riley was the first to go. And then I was the second and Danielle and Gerard followed a week or two later. So, yeah. And so, we all, you know, we live in different places. I live in California. Uh, mm. I live in Northern Cal California. Everyone else lives somewhere different. So we all went to different studios and yeah. Was this during the COVID thing? All that? Uh, it was in, I think, early April. Okay. So, so it was like I'm, in ending... California, COVID, but. Huh. So kind of, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. How did that work? Uh, I mean, it. I just went. So I went to Sam Pura. He, Sam is like an amazing producer. He's worked on Basement Records, and you know, he ran this thing called. He works at the Panda Studios. So I've always wanted to track with him. I went to his studio. It was the same as, as any other situation. It was just Sam and I in there. Right. So you uh, worked together before. Together. No, Sam and I have actually never worked together and I've been dying to work with him for years oh. because I knew I knew that we'd get along very well. So uh, when this opportunity came about, Sam was the person that I recommended and they chose him to uh, track me. And yeah, so Sam and I actually got to work together for the first time through this situation, which was also another whole awesome experience. Uh, so Sam, is he this? He's the months. I'm sorry. No, uh, no, 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 no. You're thinking of you're thinking of Sebastian. Sebastian. Okay, okay. I just so, want to make sure know. I'm getting. The yeah. So Sebastian runs the Monster Factory out of Quebec. Sam mm. Ira is the Panda Studios. He's uh, a music producer and engineer, 
and he were his studio is like in Fremont or somewhere mm. by the bay in California. Okay. Bay Area. Nice. Do you see yourself? So now like this was your first gig. So you're kind of like you're still riding high on this. This is still a fresh thing. <laughs> um, do you see yourself taking on more voice acting gigs um, as they as they as they, you know, what would the word be uh, as, as they appear or, you know, as they present themselves? Absolutely. I loved participating in this game so much and it was such a cool and unique experience. And like I said earlier, it has opened my vocal world. Um, it's opened a new door in my vocal world. So I, I would love to do more stuff. I've talked about doing more stuff. And that's really the idea with working with Sebastian is that we'll kind of, um, you know, start to find our way in, in the voice acting world. And I can't wait for the next thing that comes my way because it's, it's just so fun. And it's something that I am not used to at all. And I love being uncomfortable and finding, you know, new, finding out new things about myself. And this has been a great learning experience. And I feel that, and it's interesting you say that because I feel like you don't realize how good you are at something until you put yourself in that uncomfortable position, until you're under that pressure, you have that anxiety, until you really kind of like force yourself to do it. And like, yeah. you, you figure out, oh my God, like I'm, I can do this. You know, this is something yeah. like I'm, I'm capable of doing this because like, like you said, you in a million years never would have thought that you would have became a voice actor. You Like, obviously you were a vocalist, you used your voice. It makes sense that it would be something that you can transition over. To. But like, I can't imagine that you get being uh, presented this opportunity as something that would have ever, you know, crossed your mind, you know, a year ago. Absolutely not. I mean, I just have no idea. I would have no idea where to start right. in the in the voice acting world. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that's a great thing. I I just love having new experiences and I think it's important to uh you know, put yourself in those kind of situations and see how you react. And and if you don't react well, then you're like, then it's a great learning experience, no matter which way it goes, really. So, yeah, I, I it, it's just been so cool to do this that I can't imagine myself not trying to do it again. Are you more open to doing monster roles or like uh, uh, did you go in thinking you were going to do like monster noises more than the visceral like death noises? Yeah, I thought that that was all I was going to do. I was like, okay, I can do a, I can do Godzilla, yeah. you know? Or I can do <laughs> okay, I got it. God, you know, Godzilla I, is I, now confirmed for Dead by Daylight, guys. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, that's exactly totally what I thought up to the point that he told, told me that I was going to be playing Jill Valentine. Yeah. So you're getting ready. You're you're getting ready to make grunts and noises and stuff like that because that's probably what you were trained, right? No, actually, we didn't start like doing the actual training part of it until after the roles. We knew what the roles were, but yes, I did only anticipate that I was going to be going in making like uh, scary monster noises. It's called the Monster Factory. Hey, it hey, was hey. approaching me to work for the Monster Factory. I was like, all right, yeah, I got it, it's it's like it, it almost feels like okay. This is exactly what it's going to be. 
But I guess it goes yeah. hand in hand. Like this role specifically, it still makes sense, but it's not necessarily what you were expecting um, at first. Right, exactly. Um, so now would that open you to potentially take on other roles as, I guess, more human-esque characters? Like, would you be willing, like, like would you be willing to um, do a voice acting role where you, like, physically speak and use your voice not in noises and sounds? Or is that something that, like, Sebastian specifically trying to avoid for you guys? I I would love to do that. I now looking forward, I want to take some voice acting classes. Like I want to know now that I'm in, in the world, I want to know all that I can about it. So I would love to take some voice acting classes and, you know, I'm open to anything. Like I said, a year ago, even five months ago, I had no idea that I would be doing this. Right. So anything that comes my way, I'm going to give it the best. If it interests me and intrigues me, I'm going to give it the best shot that I possibly can. So I'm pretty open to, you know, hearing out whatever comes my way. And I how mean, many takes, uh, did Jill Valentine take? Like, uh, did, was it a lot of, uh, um, did you injure? Cause I heard a lot of voice actors will injure themselves doing like visual death noises. Like those, like, you know, they'll cry out and they're like, Oh, ow, <laughs> you know, like they'll need a second. Did you have, did that ever happen where you needed a minute? No, I was so surprised because uh, it was a three-hour session. So I was wow. like, oh, fuck, I'm, I'm just going to wear my voice out doing this stuff nonstop because I, I can play a metal set, no problem, for 30 days straight, but the longest set I'm going to play is an hour. So I, wasn't, I was a little scared about what would happen to my voice, but I never felt any discomfort in my voice at all. I didn't have to stop. In between any takes, it, I was pretty much just on a roll the entire time. And I'm sure that that was partly adrenaline and partly just like being prepared because I, for a good week leading up, I would sit and like record my voice and listen to it back and sort of analyze what I was doing. Because that's the same thing that I do with vocals. I take videos of myself and I analyze my breathing and I analyze where I'm Shop on eBay this holiday season to get more for your dough on stand mixers mm. or get more for your buck on this season's hottest tech and gaming gear. And on eBay, you can even get more <gasps> bling for less cha-ching on jewelry. You can get more because you save more on premium brands with eBay's exclusive deals. Get more when you get it on eBay. Shop on eBay this holiday season to get more for your dough on stand mixers mm. or get more for your buck on this season's hottest tech and gaming gear. And on eBay, you can even get more <gasps> bling for less cha-ching on jewelry. You can get more because you save more on premium brands with eBay's exclusive deals. Get more when you get it on eBay doing well and where I'm pushing hard enough and where my timing is and all of these things. So I, I kind of took that all into this world and would track myself and listen back and make sure that I just could kind of nail it and that I could do it for slightly extended periods of time. I never did three hours, but yeah, I was really surprised by how well my voice uh, held and, and how 
how well I was able able to keep up with what was going on. But yeah, I never I never felt injured. And honestly, I think that's a lot of why the metal vocalist thing works because a voice actor might go into this and be choking themselves and be like and really, really, really hurt themselves. But yeah, it was really no problem. Your 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 roots kind of like it. Soft they really the helped you here. Yeah, you know, for lack of a better Absolutely. term. Absolutely. I mean, and I I sing as well as doing metal vocals. So I think that just having that background experience really, really was a great thing. You know, I know how to warm up my voice. I know how to, I know what to drink. I know, I know that I need like room temperature water and that honey works and that maple syrup. I know what, I know what works for me. So it's easy to take all of that stuff into doing something else with your voice. It, it, it was really no sweat. I was going to ask you, do you have any like um, pre-recording rituals that you usually do, uh, voice acting or vocal, vocal work? Yeah, so uh, like I said, room temperature water. I like to drink a lot of it. I drink that throughout doing vocals or the voice thing. Uh, in, in vocals, I use honey. And a lot of times before I play a show, I'll take like a shot of whiskey just to kind of loosen everything up. I didn't do that in the voice acting gig. But, <laughs> but, you know, it's too early in the what morning to take the, a shot. Uh, what's, what's the whiskey of choice? If that... Jameson. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Why? What's oh, oh, only only reason I ask is is I double in the wine and uh, wine and spirits uh, world as my like daytime oh. job. So just oh, okay. Uh, so as... you know all the good stuff like Blanton's, oh, but I can't, the, I can't the, afford them. The good stuff. The like <laughs> what used to be forty dollars is now a hundred dollars in every store everywhere. Oh, my God. Really? Because of the pandemic? Not because of the pandemic, but um, so so weird, weird uh, offshoot from conversation. But like, uh, apparently, if I'm remembering this correctly, uh, the recipe for Pappy Van Winkle, like apparently leaked and uh, it showed some of the uh, like blends that they used in it um, and a lot of it in certain work, bourbons and, and whiskeys like Blanton's and, and the Weller. Uh, a lot of that same stuff was found in it. So people were buying these bourbons up, trying to recreate the uh, recipe for Pappy Van Winkle. Um, wow. And unfortunately, uh, a lot of these companies caught wind and decided to like, basically a lot of their product became allocated. Mm -hmm. um, so now, you know, if we get orders in, um, we'll only get like a Blanton's order. We'll get like one case and, That'll be it for wow. six months, a year, or whatever. So, what is it, does the bourbon like help? Like, is it? I don't understand. Because like, I'm not whiskey. I'm not. So, uh, yeah. So, like, like something like whiskey kind of like loosens. Yeah. I mean, it, it it does it does help a little bit. Um, especially it does. If, I, it gets me loose. It just gets my it get it kind of loosens my my voice up a little bit. It's that nice hit of warmth that just you know and. Yeah. Honestly, it's a good way to like shake off the jitters. Any like pre-show thing that's going on, it's a shot of whiskey. Right, because you're about to go perform in front of hundreds of people, so it's yeah. it's you know always going to be very nerve-wracking. Whether it's a hundred people, whether it's ten people, um, you know, I, 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 was, I, almost, I was thinking. I almost feel sometimes that like performing is even scarier when it's for less people because like 
you have such a small audience to impress. Whereas, yeah. like, you know, there's a very good chance if you're performing for three, four hundred, five hundred people, uh, you know, or more, like, there's a sea of people. Like, you're there's there's no like particular person that you're fixated on or like whatever. Um, right. I feel it's always like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna do this and like. Yeah, I agree with you. I I find it to be much more intimidating to play in front of ten people uh, than thousands. Or I would rather play in front of like I mean, two thousand people, ten people. Shit, just I've, I've played I've played shows for like drummers from the touring band, and like that was the oh, entire yeah. crowd. Yeah, it. On their girlfriends, who has it? We, you know, we, there's a video where we were just straight up like. This is the best band practice we've ever been to. Look at all the lights. Like, <laughs> yay for this practice. You're right, yeah, right. <laughs> I think that anyone who comes from like the underground metal scene can can relate to that because we've all. I mean, that's where we're from. We started. We that's where we play shows, bars, and all, sometimes ten people show up, and sometimes the place is sold out. It's just the nature of of metal, right? So like when you're like when you're playing in front of like a crowd, is it are you more nervous like doing an audition for one person or recording or versus like a whole crowd? Which one do you think is more nerve wracking? Oh, I mean, if I were doing vocals just in front of one person in a room, that's a way more nerve wracking than playing in front of any amount of people. Trying out, I remember trying out for like swing choir in middle school. It, ju- it was just me in front of my teacher and like three other people who were trying out. And it was the most intimidated I've ever been to try out for anything. It's because you know that those people are really hyper-focused on what you're doing. Oh, or at least sure. that's telling yourself in your mind. And you're like, you know, if I mess up, then everyone's going to notice. Whereas if it's a crowd of people and they're all like kind of vibing off of each other and there might be a, a pit going on and no one's really paying That's that much attention, right? talking and having a cigarette or whatever. It's at least that's how you feel. Right. It, was the audition for the, the Joe Valentine part? Were you, were you nervous at all? Was there like just one guy listening? How, how, how did it kind of play out? No, so what we sent in were just recordings of our voice. So it oh, was the, yeah, it was the least nerve wracking thing I've ever done because I I pulled my computer out to my living room for some reason. I can't remember why I did that, but and I auditioned in my living room, like in front of my cat. So I would just track myself doing listening to the the part I was supposed to imitate and then tracking myself and doing that over and over and and just sent it to Sebastian and he dealt with, with sending it forward. So no, it was, it was truly the least intimidating thing I'd ever done because I didn't know what I was trying out for. As far as I knew, it was, you know, a game that was just an, a totally independent game that no one had ever heard of. Before. Yeah. So. No, not <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> not the case. <laughs> it was not, but yeah, no, it, it, it was so not intimidating that I actually like look back at that and kind of laugh because it's cute how my, ex- my expectations were just like up in the air. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. So what were some of the lines that they had you read? Like uh, what they have you say, uh, like, uh, well, there, there wasn't really there. Were there really any like lines? Right, I was going to ask, were there any lines? Like how did it work? 
I think I'm going to gladly plead the, fi- the fifth on this. Okay. Mic. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, That's okay. Fair. Okay. We won't, we won't touch, uh, past that. Uh, <laughs> the metal world is just totally different than the game world, you know? So. Oh, it, 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 it's, it, it just, you, are you feeling the difference too? When you, uh, when they have you do that stuff, uh, even when like you're acting, um, does it feel different from when you're recording a song, whereas you're recording lines or whatever? Oh, it may yeah. Be? Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, I have not tracked like my my fiance and I have a band together. It's called Entheos. He's a, an engineer. So I haven't tracked vocals with anyone but Naveen for, I don't know, 10 years. We've been together for oh, 10 years. Wow. So, just going into a studio and tracking was just me getting used to that experience over again. And then with people who I hadn't met, it was getting used to that. So y- you feel the difference on every level, just how, how much more secretive it is. Like if there's a, mm. if there's a, a tour going on in the metal world and it hasn't been announced yet, then chances are, I, I know about it. Like I've heard about it through my friends, Yeah. but, but if you take that into gaming, it's like, I couldn't, no one knew that I was in this game until well after it came out. So mm. we would we would see stuff about the game come out, and we were like, "Damn it! I just want to tell." Stuff. This is, <laughs> so you kind of like, are like living in in secret a lot of the time, and I'm sure it's crazy to work on like a Marvel movie or something like that. Right, just right, the right. amount of things they have to skirt around. Uh, so yeah, it's way different. You feel it on all levels. And beyond that, it's just your voice being soloed in tracking. There's no music to cover my voice up in this one. And there's no, it's not like me vibing musically with that. So it, it's very different. And yeah, it's totally new territory. Do you think it's like kind of uh, turned you into a more of a gamer now that you've be voiced in a game, video game character? Uh, I, I would say that it's turned me into someone who knows a little more about the gaming world. Okay. I still only owned I still only own an Xbox 360 that we pulled out of the closet like two weeks ago because Naveen's brother was here and we all wanted to play Tetris together. That's so, <laughs> so yeah, no, yeah. Honestly, it's like there's something that happens to me. I draw. So when I sit down to play a game and I'm like using my hands, I'm like, fuck, I just want to be drawing. Oh, that's because, fair. That's fair. So it's just like an attention thing that it's hard for me to give my attention to a game so no it's completely fair so now is there so like now you're 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 dipping your toes into this world like voice acting you know we've covered you know do you you know do you have any interest in like pursuing it you know continuing will you get more roles um is there any character specifically that is like Maybe now, have you thought about like a dream character where you're like, I want to voice that person or like, I want the opportunity to be a part of maybe a certain franchise. Obviously, you <laughs> like you struck gold with Resident Evil, but like, I was going to say, your, I, it's not your world. So I think I've achieved that because my dreams never could have uh, reached this high. Like I <laughs> never, you know what I'm so now everything else is just a surprise. And if I get it, it. it and it's going to be just as much of a dream. But like, uh, this has so far exceeded my expectations that it's like, Jill Valentine kind of checks all the boxes for me. It's like, uh, I got to voice a very, very badass woman. Oh, I mean, yeah. come the fuck on. Yeah. It's like, like, you know, it's like, she's a hero. She's, uh, and people really respect her. She's 
in Resident Evil, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. So she was she was honestly, the <laughs> like the first character that you play as. Like she is like the original, the OG Resident Evil like hero. Yeah. You know? So it's like pinnacle. You know, I think that I've achieved that and everything else from now on will just be a surprise and another dream unlocked. I can't, I can't and maybe, and maybe really that changes, you know, and, yeah. and it's very possible that this is still such an early thing in your life that exactly. you, you're just, you're, you're still, it's, you're still soaking in what's happening right now. Um, oh, yeah, but totally. I just figured maybe like you just said, ah, oh, well, like I definitely want to pursue this and it would be really cool if I did, you know, this character from this series or like I was a part of, uh, you know, this like I got the opportunity to do a, a monster noise in The Sims or something like that, you know, that would definitely be cool. But I don't know. There's. I don't know. Jill it doesn't. Valentine I'm sure it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I, I would I would agree. It does not top Jill Valentine. But I think like I'm just talking more on like a personal, a personal level, you know, like it doesn't have to be like you know, Marvel's obviously bigger than Dead by Daylight, but like, you know, if I mean, for you Dead by Daylight is like a, you know, the the top thing and you're just kind of like, oh, I got this role in a Marvel movie, but like, I'm really more excited about my role in Dead by Daylight. Like, yeah, I mean, OK, to be fair, if I got a Marvel role, if I was like, you know, everyone's talking about Black Widow because Black Widow just came out. If I got to voice Black Widow or a, anyone in and, the Marvel, and I think I think I could see that. Off the top of my head, who I wouldn't be down to voice, even you, the you have you absolutely have like a voice actor's voice. So like, well, then, and look like, at that. And and like, but like, when you really think about it, like as I listen to you talk, it's more so like okay, like if I think of Black Widow, if I think of Captain Marvel, or I think of whoever, like I can absolutely see you, uh, your voice being over those characters. Well, thank you. That's very, very nice of you. And uh, yeah, I mean, just any badass woman, I think, is kind of the dream for. for right. Well, you're already you're already at, you're already one badass woman in. Um, yeah, so I mean, hopefully I mean, the list grows. Every resume from now on. Right. I I'm was saying. I was Jill Valentine. <laughs> I think yeah. you, you can you can have any job that you want in like the gaming industry because you're just yeah, I was Jill Valentine. <laughs> yeah yeah but i mean uh, it's just been a total dream like i said i just didn't i didn't even expect that anyone would want to do an interview or anything like this so it's just like every every time i hear someone talk about the character to me or someone texts me or you know to my mom my mom knows nothing about metal but now it's like oh resident evil that there are people this is a a world that spans uh, a much larger, larger audience and a much larger age range and, and a lot more people than metal reaches. So it's really cool to have something that's a little more mainstream, if you will, to, to talk about and that I've done and that people can, they hear the name and it's familiar to them. It's not just, Oh, my friend Chaney is in a, a progressive death metal band. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's, it's cool. It's something that, people know about who don't necessarily know about metal. So that's been our, just a, a really interesting experience as well. So speaking of your uh, progressive death metal band, um, you guys have anything, and I guess we'll just kind of switch topics. 
Uh, yeah. Do you guys have anything coming up? Do you have anything planned that you, you can talk about? Is there, you know. Totally. Uh, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say anything in the works, you know. Yeah. So we just signed to Metal Blade Records uh, around the same time that I did the Jill Valentine. Oh, that, hell yeah. Voice. So we just signed to Metal Blade. We're working on our third album right now. We've that's literally what I've been doing this entire weekend. We're just finishing up demoing vocals and starting to get into the tracking process. So that's been really exciting. And I think we're going to put that out, you know, around the beginning of 2022. So, yeah. So yeah, the band world has been super busy for me lately. And that's pretty much upcoming tours that you can talk about anything like that. Or, or if you have anything planned that you can't, I mean, I guess if you, can't talk about it don't talk about it but like (laughs) i can talk about yet but once this album comes out it's been four years since our last album which is really kind of a long time right so i we're not touring until this album is out so next year there will be news on that but nothing that i can talk about right now gotcha but yeah i mean yeah so this pandemic honestly has been like a really i think it's been helpful in the, in the music world, because we, for my band, we've taken the time to kind of like reimagine uh, the band and write a new album and get everything prepared to come out of the quarantine, like just fucking ready to go. So it's been, it's been a good time to like have some time off from touring because we had two months worth of touring planned at the beginning of the pandemic and we were, we were actually going out with Riley's band. And uh, oh, then awesome. I was going, yeah. So then I was going to get married right directly after that two month uh, period of shows. So it kind of gave. Shop on eBay this holiday season to get more for your dough on stand mixers mm. or get more for your buck on this season's hottest tech and gaming gear. And on eBay, you can even get more (gasps) bling for less cha-ching on jewelry. You can get more because you save more on premium brands with eBay's exclusive deals. Get more when you get it on eBay. Uh, Us a lot more free time to think about what the next album would be and get all of the art together and and just work with the people who we want to work with. Um, So it's been... You know, the pandemic has been really horrible in a lot of ways, and it's been really good for creativity, I think. so. That's awesome. Do you guys plan on doing anything kind of uh, different with this new album versus uh, the last releases? Um, or are we, yeah. you know, can you expect another just like solid? Well, so something that has happened since our last album is that uh, Naveen and I are the only two official members of our band at this point. So uh, Naveen uh, is the drummer of the band, but he's always been the songwriter as well. So, uh, or the, the primary songwriter, right, other people. Right. Have he's, definitely- he's a multi-talented uh, person who just happens to yeah, be the drummer. Insane. Yeah. Insane. Which yeah, I have I have a lot of friends like that. I, I I I can't even like I can't even figure out how to pick up an instrument, let alone like play eight of them. So who, who <laughs> it, always to him? Seems, it always seems to be a thing with drummers. Drummer like a lot of drummers that I know are also 
guitar players and the primary songwriter in their band. It's just like a thing. I don't, maybe they pick up guitar because they're like, I want these specific riffs to, to play drums to. Right, and it works right. that way. But yeah, so for this album, Naveen's writing the entire album. I'm obviously doing vocals on the entire album. It's a little different. It's it's heavier and more progressive. It's definitely different because it's just the two of us. We have a an incredibly, incredibly talented bassist playing on it as well. But, you know, so that's what I was talking about when I mentioned that we kind of had to reimagine what was going on with the band. Because going from a band of four people to a band of two people, we sort of had to just reinvent the way that people saw our band. And we wanted to kind of, you know, get the artwork a little more in line with the, the, the things that the two of us envision this being and the music. And in a way, it's been a lot more seamless than working on other albums. So I think I think that has really worked to our advantage, but I think that it's, it's way more us than any other record has been. Like, this is the first record I've sang on. This is the first record I'm doing a lot of stuff vocally on just because in the past, I just didn't feel as comfortable with doing that stuff. And now I think that we've been given a really cool opportunity to really take this band and make it what we want it to be. So that's, that's what the next record entails. And it's definitely different, but it's still the same. But it's really exciting, too. I mean, I'm listening to it every day like, fuck, I just wish people could hear this. Yeah. Because it's so much more indicative of who Naveen and I are as musicians that, you know, it's the, the constant struggle of writing music and wanting people to hear it and not being able to put it out yet. You, yeah. just, you, just, you, you just know how, you, you know, it's like, you, you know what the potential it is that it has to, you exactly. know? You're always so biased as well. You think that the thing that you're writing now is way better than the last thing that you did. And that's like the, the artist, the artistic mind just at work constantly, because I'm going to think that this album isn't as good as our next album as well. But you know, you're always just looking at that thing you're working on and you're like, this is who I am right now. So this is what I want people to hear. And it's hard to like, sit on it and, and, I, and, and it's so funny because i i see that i see that in a lot of my friends and myself as well um you know you think about some of the stuff you write 10 years ago five years ago whatever yeah. and you just go hmm that doesn't resonate with me anymore like i'm not sad you know like you know you think about like 2010's metal was probably mostly about someone's ex-girlfriend and like you think about like <laughs> you know, like yeah totally or whatever and like you think about like huh like i don't care anymore and like i don't really want to sing that song anymore i don't want to do that song and you think about that like a lot of the times as you get older you go see these like older bands and you're like i want them to play the old stuff but like realistically a lot of these bands are also like i don't want to play that song anymore because doesn't i don't I don't like singing those lyrics. I don't like, you know, doing that song, you know, and that's, that's not always the case. I think a lot of people are also understanding of the fact that like these songs are usually what got them to where they are. Um, of course, but there's that natural thing that when you're actually living in the life of being that artist, you're the person who has heard these songs a million times and you're the person who is going to be the most judgmental of who you used to be. And you're, 
you are the person who's going to look back at those lyrics that you wrote 10 years ago and just cringe and and think about how much you've grown since then and how different you are and and your ideals and your all aspects of your life how much better of a linguist you are at that point you know you're like why did i use these these words i could have said it so much, so oh, much right, better. right 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 <laughs> that's the natural thing i think is just to be super judgmental of yourself like no one is a worse critic of yourself than you are because you're with yourself all the time and you hear all of those annoying things so looking back at your old music you have all of these things attached to it where as for like a fan it it's nostalgia and to them it could have defined like a, an entire period of their lives and they just want to go relive it so it's easy to see the fan and the artist's perspective with this but yeah you're always going to want to play new material that's why you're writing it then because that's uh, that's how you want to express yourself uh, but it's natural for people to like catch on to stuff that you put out 10 years ago and that's all they want to hear oh that's that's that's, that's all like, I, I find myself doing that pretty consistently especially with like a lot of older bands you know unfortunately like i'm still fairly young so like i missed you know, you miss a lot of things from a generation and then totally. I find myself going back and finding these bands and being like, oh, whoa, like the band was awesome. And they only put out, you know, one album or whatever. And like, then they get back together. And that seems to be the thing, you know, recently is a lot of these bands that broke up 10, 15 years ago are like, hey, we're back. You know, yeah, that's that's something that's happened during the pandemic Pan as yeah, well. And I was going to say, I was like, pandemic gave us the money to write a new Love is Red album or something like that. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. So that's, you know, and people, it's happened to me. I've resonated way more with an album from that my favorite artists put out 10 years ago. And then I listen to their new stuff and I just don't like it as much. That's, right. that's a natural thing for a listener. Um, and that's okay. But I, I, I guess that's why I've never really understood like completely throwing away your back catalog. But I mean, there are songs off of Entheos's first EP that we put out in 2015 that I'm, that I don't want to play. Right. Why would People, I want to, you know, someone, but you're going to have fans that are always going to be like, Hey, can you play that song? Like we want to hear that song now. Exactly. Like, do you find yourself like kind of giving into that pressure ever? Is there ever like a time where you're just kind of like, Oh, uh, you know, they asked us to play, you know, song number four from our first EP and I really don't want to play it, but like. I'm really bad at not giving into that pressure. Our, our last guitar player, Travis would fight with me. We would get in fights all the time. I mean, you know, it was just like argument, band arguments. Right, right. Not, not actual differences. We would get into fights all the time about playing songs off of our first EP because I don't, I do not want to play them. And he was like, there are people that like those songs. We need to play them. And I didn't give in, I still haven't given into it, but the more I hear it from people outside of the band, then I'm a little more likely to do it than if I hear it from people inside of the band. Yeah, no, so that's that's fair. I can be a little stubborn when it comes to that, but I totally get both viewpoints. But I think that's I think that's a fair thing to be stubborn about, just as as we said, like you're you're the artist expressing yourself and like if those yeah. songs don't resonate with you anymore, or if like those songs, you know, are not something that you feel like, like you feel like you have a back catalog of much better music to play live. 
I absolutely understand where you're coming from. Like, See, that's a, a position that I've always been in because, you know, a lot of tours that you go on as a metal band, you're trying to win over other bands' fans. So I always, I, I won't say always, but I've been of the mindset, like if, if we're trying to win people over, then I want to present the songs that I think are the strongest to play live. And on a headliner, I'm totally like, okay, we bust out all of the old stuff. But if you're going out under other bands and you're like, what appeals to like, say, you know, my band will like kind of walk the line and we have songs that are a little more progressive songs that are a little more death metal. So if we go out on a tour with like the contortionist, our set list is going to be different than if we go out on a tour with the black Dahlia murder, because right. we've been out with bands and it's like different stuff works for different fan bases. So on those tours, I like to be conscious of like what works for this crowd. So it doesn't make sense to me to pull out like an old progressive cut on a black Dahlia tour. Right. Or like if we were at Edis or you know it's right a, right so I think I I also have a like a good point in what I'm saying <laughs> I, 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 and it's something that's absolutely something that I think I've um I've understood as I've gotten older because I very much used to be like you know the like shitty teenager that like wanted to go see this band because I wanted to see them play the old stuff and like you know, was frustrated when I was like, oh, well, they're not playing these songs, so, like, I don't want to go and see them. But, like, yeah. as you get older, you kind of understand, like, okay, it makes more sense. Um, yeah. yeah. As you get older, you start to understand all kinds of things in a different light, you know? You understand your parents a little more, and you understand... There are just so many things that the older you get, you can kind of just like be a little more neutral about situations. Like, oh, I, I get why they do that. Right. All right, I'll hear, I'll hear a set of new songs. That's cool. fair. That's fair. So, yeah. on that note, I guess we'll we'll start to wrap it up. Um, cool. So, is do you have any kind of like, uh, you know, last minute maybe? Uh, words of wisdom for anyone who may be looking to kind of break out into, uh, I guess you could just say the overall vocal world, whether it's voice acting, whether it's, you know, singing or screaming in a band. Uh, what, what would, do you have anything to say? Like, Yeah. So I see a lot of people who I feel are inhibited by their fears um, or questions of whether or not other people think that, this is cool or that is cool in dealing with vocals or doing things. And really what I say to that is just, if you have something in mind, follow it and go for it and don't have tunnel. No, do have tunnel vision about it. Don't let other people get into your head about the things that you could be doing. And I mean, the more that you like push, say that you, you are a vocalist and you want to get into voice acting, then get really goddamn good at being a vocalist and get yourself out there on the internet. There are a lot of ways to, to even if you don't have a band, you can become known in today's social media climate, which I think is something that's such a gift that social media has provided for us. Alongside a lot of shitty things that social media has brought forth, like haters and all of that stuff, whatever. Social media has given a lot of people the gift to get their art out there uh, just by staying at home and, and busting their asses. 
Like if you, if you put in work at doing these things, then you're going to achieve your goals. Just never give up. Stay true to your vision. Don't let other people get into your head. Doing vocals and making sounds is super silly. And if I would have quit doing vocals at any point when someone like made fun of what I was doing or told me that I shouldn't be doing it, then I wouldn't be the voice of Jill Valentine now because there are all of these. There are all of these steps that I took in my life where I just was persistent and kept going with doing vocals and, and getting better. And that's still my goal in life. And it's opened so many doors for me that I just never could have envisioned. And now you can be a vocalist or be a musician or be a voice actor and just put your voice out there on the internet and people will hear about you. My, my fiance's little brother and sister have this friend who was doing, I think he was like putting up jo- joke voice acting things, like imitating President Obama and things like that on Instagram. And then the guy who was voicing Cleveland on Family Guy and the Cleveland show quit. And those, the creators of that show were looking for a voice and came across this kid online. And now he's the voice of fucking Cleveland. That's oh, so, that's insane. It's crazy. Insane. It's insane. So, you know, if there's if there's a little speck of that want to get into something in your mind, then just seriously follow it and don't don't be resistant to the internet just because it's cringy. Matt, you and I were talking about this before the podcast and how TikTok super cringe, like a lot of the videos right, yeah. on the so cringy. But I do believe that even if you want to maintain all of that artistic integrity and you don't want to be like a jokester or someone who's like posting pictures or videos of your cat on the internet all the time, even if you want to just be an artist and still find a community within all of these social networks, you can, you just have to curate that, that world for yourself and do it. Like, don't, don't let anything get in your way. Don't let other people saying that something is cringy, get in your way. Just stay steadfast to your vision and you're going to find success. Yeah. You inspired me to use TikTok. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) (laughs) And Matt, get a TikTok. If I do not see you with one after this, then I'm I'm going to, I'm going to make sure Matt uh, does vocal covers on TikTok now. Yeah. On TikTok. Yeah. (laughs) Teach, teach Matt how to scream and and uh, rip rip some Entheos. But really, I mean, there's so much, there's so much to question in this world and so much to just like not uh, participate in because you see other people doing something and it's silly, but you can make all of them. You can make it all work for you. That's why the internet is so cool because there are so many different people and there is definitely someone who also thinks all of that stuff is cringy, but wants to find someone like you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Awesome. That's, that's my social networking and uh, that's my inspirational message for the day. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> and I think, I think honestly, there's no better way to uh, end the podcast than, than with that, that inspirational uh, message, which was uh, way more than I, than I thought I needed. Um, <laughs> but um, like it, it, do you want to plug plug your stuff before we uh, roll roll out? Roll out yeah, here? yeah. So if there's anything you want to go ahead and plug and and, and tell you know our fans about, um, feel free. 
Yeah, check out my band Entheos. Uh, follow me, Cheney Crab, all over the internet. Yeah, that's. And I uh, follow my Instagram to follow my voice acting career. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It unfolds in you, front of our you eyes. You never know. She she may get that role as Godzilla. So. And we are going to link um, uh, the socials uh, and follow this in all the descriptions, I'm sure, as we always do. Yeah, we have everything in the description. Uh, we have merch. You know, feel free to click any of the links. Uh, feel free to join our Discord server. Um, we do streams consistently. Uh, you know, we like to do a lot more podcasts. We play a lot of video games. Uh, we've got a lot of very cool stuff coming up. Um, so on that note, I want to thank Cheney for joining us today. Um, yeah, thank you guys for having me. Matt, thank, thank you, you for, for co-hosting this with me. It is greatly appreciated. Um, and That's we right. will... Uh, Hopefully we can do something again in the future. Uh, I really like that Dead by Daylight uh, idea. And uh, that would be awesome. It would be absolutely awesome. Um, so, yeah, again, thank you guys so much. And uh, we will see you next time. Beautiful. Later. History shows America rises to every challenge it faces. Every challenge makes us stronger. We're Americans. We find a way. At Kaufman Funeral Home, we give thanks to God for living in the greatest nation on earth. Take comfort in knowing when you need us, we'll be here for you. We'll put your family's needs first. Kaufman Funeral Home and Crematory, Frontier Drive in Stanton. Online at kaufmanfuneralhome.net. Oh.